Episode 2 of Just Make Some Fucking Noise You Cunts. Hello, coming hello, to you hello. from uh, Kent, England, UK, yes. Europe, Earth. It yeah, is right. um, Matt Deer. Here I am in a slightly different place in Kent than last time. So that's fun. <laughs> and uh, coming at you from uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. In the US of A, it's me, it's uh, Daniel D. Uh, here to talk to you today about making some fucking noise, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, I promised to uh, reread our mission statement for the podcast. Yeah. Uh, and it is as follows Here we go. It is to encourage ourselves and others to make music through the imposition of briefs and deadlines. Kabamo. One of them. Have it. <laughs> <laughs> we should just get one of them. Nice one. We should get one of them. An air horn? Yeah. I can't let it off in this hotel that oh, I have to no. live in. Just like a button. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, like a soundboard? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. I mean, we can do it in post, but yeah, it's not as fun. Yeah. I'll, It'd be uh, good to have a dedicated, uh, yeah, soundboard person. We'll put that in the budget. <laughs> budget. <Yeah. laughs> Maybe we can do like different Patreon tiers. You know, we can. Yeah, you, yeah. you only get the soundboard if you if you put it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> so, uh, so Matt, what, what, uh, what music you've been listening to this month, man? What um, you've been listening to since last time? What I've been listening to, I've been listening to. Well, I started off listening to a lot of drum and bass. I listened to some old Chemistry and Storm mixes on YouTube, which is kind of my go-to people because... What is that? Chemistry and exactly. Storm were a couple of female drum and bass producers back in the 1990s, and they did a lot of stuff with Goldie, who you may be more familiar with, who was the guy we have to thank a lot of drum and bass toasting for. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's. Uh, I actually know very little about the history of drum and bass. I just know that I like very fast, intense music. Yeah. So I was listening to those guys, and then I started listening to loads of Genesis because my friends from the folk band sent me some Genesis, and that sent me off on a big Genesis thing. Uh, <laughs> and I've also been listening to a lot of the Birds as well because. Oh. They're kind of my go-to kind of, I guess, packing band. <laughs> they just make me feel good. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, okay, yeah, I can feel that. Yeah. I can Specifically feel that. Sweetheart of the Rodeo, their uh, country album, which is one of my favourite albums. So I guess... I, uh, have to, yeah. I have to confess I haven't listened to them. Um, I'm Never? I'm afraid. Oh, okay. I would, no, I would no, recommend. No, I, really. can, I can give you some recommendations which one um, is the birds and which one's the yard birds because i've listened to neither but i know that one had <laughs> like a stupid amount of famous guitar players and one had uh, maybe one or two famous guitar players well arguably both but i think oh. you probably mean the yard birds yard birds british birds are american yard birds i didn't really know much about the yard birds i'm gonna google that yard birds english rock band uh, 
Heath, Ralph, Jim McCarthy, Chris Frazier, Paul Samuel Smith. Don't know any of them. Uh, oh, Jimmy Page is in as well. Yeah, that's the one you mean. Uh, birds, I mean, personally, I'd say the birds are better than the yard birds. But that's just oh. my personal preference because they're kind of, what are they? They're kind of like uh, early psychedelia by way of Americana, also a bit of country as well. Jerry Donahue was in them for at least some time, who is an amazing guitarist. Remember when I learnt the claw back, at, back in uni? Oh, that, yeah. That, that really wanky country thing I did for my guitar thing. I uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was that was him. Um, I met him, actually, a few years ago. Oh. We, um, we, we blagged a support slot for a uh, reforming of Fotheringay, which were a English folk band that formed with Sandy Denny and Jerry Donahue and oh, I can't remember the rest, but it was like some people from Fairport left and formed Fotheringay and then someone we knew who was putting on their gigs basically put us on the bill without telling them and uh, their manager got cross, but they were really nice about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nice, nice, nice. Mm. Wow. You, you, wow. You've met all the greats of um, Kent, I guess, pretty much, right? <laughs> Uh, no famous. I don't know many famous people from Kent, really. Well, let's talk about the Canterbury sound anyway, because you yeah. we were we were talking about that last time, and you sent me. Um, oh yeah, did you ever listen? Again? Soft Machine. Yes, I did. So I listened to you sent me the album Third, which is their second album. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because I couldn't see a, a, another album. So I listened to their first, well, it appeared to be their first album, I didn't, and, and it was called Joy for a Toy, I think. And it mm. was kind of unlistenable because, because the guy sings very um, off-key, very, very, yeah, very, it's, I mean, not, it's not good. It, it you get kind of used to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that very, like, folky, like, but then, like... Yeah. The the coolest bits were these like I don't know yeah the instrumental sections were good I don't know how how many people is it is it two three four uh, there's a definitely a wind player a keys player oh. a drummer but the keys player and the wind player might be the same person no yeah I, I mean know. they might have had people in for albums like but yeah there's there's mm. there's the four people are the core members yeah yeah um and sometimes they had like cool sections where it'd just be like Bomb, bomb, bomb on like a really discordant chord. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, but then that would end and then it would go back to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is the Canterbury <laughs> sound, basically, is what you're describing. <laughs> the Canterbury yeah. sound is complex instrumentals uh, infused with slightly effete, folksy gibberish. <laughs> the you second know, album. Like, or possibly it third was the album 60s. I, was better, much better, because the guy was sang much better, and yeah, yeah. also just had like a a really cool sound, and also yeah, just like really good sections. It was also like quite folky, obviously, but in yeah. a much more yeah, I don't know. It was actually a really cool, intense way. I liked the really kind of mental, fever dreamy sort of sections. 
mm-hmm. almost like kind of Frank Zappa sort of uh, modern with all the sax just squealing and stuff and the drummer fucking going ham. Um, I like that. I liked it. I liked how the whole thing appeared to be just one long performance. I guess like is that how they yeah, recorded yeah. it? Uh, that's for very so. impressive because it's about forty three minutes of very intense proging. Yeah, uh, I mean, I would say it's definitely worth uh, checking out some of like the live stuff, especially the recorded for television stuff. It's like you know when you look at the uh, old, you watch the old Mothers of Invention like TV shows, like you're like, what the fuck are Mothers of Invention doing on a fucking American talk show? But that's what it was, uh, yeah. you know, in the late late sixties, early seventies, like you know, it's like oh, we've got this uh, this this lovely group of musicians, and they're they're awfully good at their instruments, and and uh, here they here they are, like you know. <laughs> It's a very strange time in uh, television. But I'm all for it. Really. Well, I guess like I the managers are just like, yeah, we'll we'll go on that. That'll be funny. Yeah, yeah and yeah. They, the the BBC can't like Google them or whatever. Yeah. So they basically, basically put these yeah. weirdos on the old grey whistle test. Yeah, yeah. And uh, as our old lecturer John Stewart would say, that is why punk had to happen. <laughs> yeah. So have I? Yeah. You, 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 did you listen to um, Caravan as well? There are more. Uh, no, I didn't. Band. I didn't, unfortunately. But I had to. Well, I wanted to talk because I did listen to more prog. Oh, there was right. another point I wanted to make. Well, okay, right, this is, there's a few things. Okay, <laughs> what when you say prog, like is this uh-huh. the first thing you think of? Because I realize that actually it's a very broad church. Oh yeah, it's, it, 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 it's almost meaningless. At this point, I mean, yeah. when I when I say prog, I mean early prog. I don't. Uh-huh. I'm not really interested. Specifically, in like British, prog- does it have to be folky? Does it have to be psychedelic? Uh, no, I mean, when I say prog, I guess I'm talking about the kind of sixties and seventies era prog, prog, prog rock. Does it have it's, to be concept album? I mean, no. Because these are all, like, staples of the genre, <laughs> but also, like, not at all, you know? And you, I listened to that Jeff Wayne album that you sent me, oh, and yeah. it was it was really good. The War of the Worlds yeah. one. If you're it's listening to this, I recommend listening to it's, it for at least a while. It's, it's, at least to the song Star Child, but I, I didn't finish it. It's very long and also a very... Um, very very as like one dynamic level is it's just sort of yeah yeah it, it, it doesn't it doesn't like sort of camp in and build up or anything it's just very dun, 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 dun. and but that was more like disco man like when i was listening to it this uh, it, it didn't really strike me as pro because it never i don't think it ever went out of four four it was very four on the floor disco type beats yeah very disco yeah. type like string sections which were probably like a dx7 or something just about a really cheesy uh, synth from the 70s and 80s that bam, 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 is the one that sounds like medieval <laughs> fanfare when it does yeah, brass sounds. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, th- yeah, there's that. But also, when I think about prog, I'm often, I guess, like, the two first bands that come to my mind are Rush mm-hmm. and... King Crimson, I would say, yeah, for yeah. more of a British one. Although uh, you, to call King Crimson British is hard to say. I, it, it, mm. I don't know if Robert Fripp was from Kent, was he? He's from somewhere <laughs> countryside <laughs> in in South England. 
but yeah like but oh yeah that was the other thing so in the third album i can't remember dorset. which song it was yeah he's you know what dorset. i'm saying yeah oh he's from dorset oh no sorry right i thought you were saying the name of the song i was about to talk oh, about no. what there was one song which had this section which sounds a lot like the whole instrumental section uh of in of um King Crimson, the fucking in the court, the twenty first century schizoid man, that song. Mm. Do you know? You know that's you know yeah, that yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. That oh, song? absolutely. Yeah. Okay, you, you know what I'm talking about. That whole which is one of the most impressive pieces of music ever. It sounded very similar to that, but was not as good or as intense. <laughs> Didn't have Bill Bruford's in, insane yeah. snare drum whacking on every beat of everything that everybody else plays. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I didn't know which one came first, and so if it came first, then I guess that's cool. But if it came after, then that's Loki. Oh yeah, no, uh, it would have come off because King Crimson was around sixty-seven, which is the magic year when everything <laughs> happened. And uh, yeah, War of the Worlds is let me check. Yeah, late seventies, seventy-six, seventy-seven. Yeah, it would have to be have to be late seventies yeah. because it's a disco. Is it was way more disco. But yeah, what yeah. makes that prog is the fact that it's a concept album, whereas that. King Crimson album is absolutely. I wouldn't. I don't think it's a concept album. It didn't appear to me to be one. Um, I mean, let's let's see. I don't know what was, what was the first um, <laughs> concept album. I don't know actually. Um, uh, it it's not the Beatles. Is it? Was it Sgt. Pepper's? No. Or was it The Who? The Who did loads of concept albums. Yeah, it could be The Who. I it's going to be someone weird. Uh, sometimes they get called prog for that same reason. Band. It was, it was uh, Sgt. Pepper and Who's Tommy. Ah, see. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Um, so I get, and yeah, so I guess prog was already like going for a wee while. Yeah, I mean, it, interesting that you mentioned like Rush and King Crimson because I would say King Crimson still very much fit within that kind of uh, more kind of folksy British Canterbury soundy prog. And then but later also, became yeah, mad but then eighties mechanical. Yeah. yeah, whereas Rush are way more the the proto. I would have thought the prototype of kind of you know modern prog metal you know because russia kind of like mm -hmm. i agree by way of heavy metal mm -hmm. um, although i mean some of king crimson's 80s stuff is is way heavy i could definitely point you mm. towards some some tunes um yeah, do that. there's one called that. dinosaur mm -hmm. that's like that's ridiculous and um elephant talk is kind of heavy and that that um the, also russian king crimson um huge influences on Primus, who are my oh, yeah. third Primus. major musical yeah. love. And now, I think the greatest band to ever exist. <laughs> yeah, um, they're, they're, they're fantastic. Um, now, Primus is an interesting one because I think they're like a good example of how you can really question what prog even fucking means. Because you could definitely, I'd say... Her music, you know, to be honest. Primus is <laughs> what? Prog alt? Prog alt rock? Uh, I mean, yeah. pull yeah. that apart. What the fuck does that mean? It means nothing, but it does mean something. It definitely gives you <laughs> okay, an idea. Well, no, I, I've, got, I've, got, I've got a better way of phrasing what I think you're touching on because I said it to win, um, <laughs> was, is that 
basically prog, because we often look at prog and punk as being these kind of diametrically opposed ways of doing music because punk yeah. is sort of like, tends to be short, snappy tunes and things mm. that you can sing and jump about to and prog tends to be more explorative and doing stuff and uh, with the instruments that's hard, they have to learn how to play them quite well. <laughs> to keep it going and remember the parts and stuff and uh, they often hate each other but at the same time like whenever i feel like prog becomes its most endearing the punkier it is like the kind of shittier mm. it is almost with the exception of when that yeah. guy couldn't sing on key um but <laughs> well, yeah that that's 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 basically why I, like and primers have major more because energy. it's it's more it's more jam bandy. It's more about feel. Like it's still like you know very intricate and arranged, but mm. it's got that rawness. Like I was watching a bunch and that's interesting of, you say that because Lair yeah. Lalonde from Primus is a major um, Jerry Garcia fan. Mm. Uh, major major Jerry Garcia fan. Yeah, uh, they're all yeah. big Rush fans, and they do rip yeah. off King Crimson now and again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. When you go. I oh, know. I can't remember what I was saying now. <laughs> Fairly. Uh, so yeah, prog. But uh, yeah, yeah. So can I tell you what I've been listening to? Yeah, yeah. What we listen to? Because I've been I've been listening to all that that proggy goodness. Uh, also, but then I ended up listening to quite a lot of Nirvana, uh, which is Great. absolutely right. not prog favorite. by any stretch. Favorite oh yeah, they're album. my second major music love. My favorite Nirvana Ooh. album. It's very, it's very hard to choose. It's very hard to choose what my favorite. Do you want to know what my first major musical love is? I've, I've told you yeah. the other, the other two. It's Green Day. <laughs> what? Green Day. Absolutely. Really? Yeah, yeah. You that just the, dark the, horse you. That switched me on. That was that was the <laughs> that was the band. I was like, yeah. oh man, this is this is great. This That's is great. That's so funny, dude. I've. I've, yeah. I've I've never heard you say that you like Green Day or heard you play Green Day before. Can you blame me? It is not. <laughs> not I mean, no, I cannot. No, I cannot. Uh, <laughs> no, I, mean, I get nothing but slagged whenever I mention it. It's it's not yeah. good. Well, I feel, not, I feel exactly the cool same way like, about. But I um, think. Yeah, I feel the same way about My Chemical Romance. Like, no, My Chemical Romance. Oh, like, I used to like them too. Like their arrangement and production is very good and very unique. I wouldn't hear anything against it. Okay, well, that's not the thing I thought you were going to say because my favorite My Chemical Romance song is the very first one they recorded. It's called like Vampires oh, yeah, yeah. Will Never Hurt You or something. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds like just a completely trashy punk mixtape, which is what it is. It um, does, it but it's great. The production is very good and the arrangement is very good too. Three Cheers for Sweet yeah, Friends was, 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 was their peak. Was their peak. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, we've alienated yeah. anyone, everyone now. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's all right. That's all right. So, yeah, so I was, I was listening to Nirvana, and I've always had a bit of a tough time with them because I, I, I really love Nirvana. They were a really, really big influence for, for me. And part of the reason I picked them up, actually, again, was because um, I was watching, do you know Rick Beato? Rick Beato? The, um, uh, <laughs> he does videos on YouTube. He's kind of, uh, he's, I don't know, he's American dude. He's quite good. He's very, he's very talented. He has a very, very good ear for music, and he has a, an absolutely ridiculous amount of content on YouTube that you can go watch. And um, he does these series oh, yeah, of videos. I know this guy. 
Yeah, I've yeah. seen a few of his vids before. Yeah, yeah, I would be very surprised if you if you hadn't. He seems like a very very yeah. nice guy, um, yeah. and he does these videos. I haven't watched loads of them, but he does these videos that are like, why? What makes this song so good? Or something to that effect is the name of the series. And he had one that was about some Nirvana songs, and I watched it. And I mean, I'd always like liked Nirvana, but when I learned when I liked Nirvana, it was kind of before I sort of learned all the music theory that I know now. So I never really thought about it in those terms because I knew that that mm. wasn't the way that it had been thought about when it was made and that a lot of it was kind of random and discordant and that I liked making random discordant music and the the idea that there was like, I don't know, I don't know. He just like has this really good ear for like listening to like what chords the whole band makes and what voicing it is, I guess. Like that's something he can do really well mm. and you can point it out very nice so he did that with a few of their songs and i was like wow that's really really cool and i want to go and that's revisit that and and get into it yeah you should definitely you should definitely watch it the the things he was talking about was it was a song i didn't even really like it was off of in utero called um francis farmer will ha get her revenge or something like that i can't i forget the exact name of the song it's like the fourth song on the mm. album and um like he plays power chords but sings the the third of the chord over it but it's all just like parallel major chord <laughs> it's really cool uh, and like stuff like that or i don't know or you know you're right how he kind of reharmonizes this pentatonic scale that he sings by playing again just like parallel minor chords and that's what yeah just really cool shifting that about so then i was getting into lots of parallel minor chord ideas which is basically when you are supposed to play a major chord or a minor chord and you play the opposite or you play chords from the major scale to the minor scale you just mess about when you're playing chords so you play shit like e and g and a together and c and mm -hmm. all major because if you listen to nirvana songs a lot of them are basically all major chords but they're just the wrong ones um and he's not really <laughs> knowing what he's doing i'm sure but it, it comes out like that and if you learn yeah. something like lith lithium is a really good example um yeah where it starts off in just this very standard well not even start it's almost like a jazzy um, kind of like d major thing and then it just goes to these almost random chords but they're just parallel minor yeah mm. cool, cool songwriting cool. techniques cool so i was getting into that and i always liked nirvana and i always was a little upset that i couldn't get win into it because um <sighs> i love them so much but i was able to get her into the unplugged album and she listened to that for like three days straight um because i guess just it's very good it's very good the grunge the grunge turned her off just the the yeah, yeah the I can and that. stuff I, I mean i can't understand that but i can understand that yeah mm. she likes about a girl but i'm not gonna show her anything else off the first stuff <laughs> oh bleach is bleach, bleach is my favorite bleach is yeah is 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 very I think good bleach I, is, it's I, just, I think it's my favorite too Oh, it's um, just raw I know, I energy. Back. I know. They all have some raw energy, though. But yeah. Bleach, oh, more yeah. so. Paper cuts, uh, that one yeah. where it's like. Dun, 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 yeah, uh, it's just filth. Genius. It's pure filth. Pure filth. And I wanted to try I, and capture some of that for what we were doing. Um, today so i did initially try and make drum and bass with like the chords to lithium but they were too obvious <laughs> <And laughs> they're too distinct 
I thought that maybe uh, they wouldn't be if yeah. it was just like the bass, but actually I, f- I forgot how vocal Chris Novoselic's bass is. <laughs> His bass playing is, yeah. he actually does a lot of like leading tones and stuff. And that's mm. what I end up writing. So it sounded the same. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, I guess like, I'm trying to think what else I listen to. I don't know. Not much. Oh, I, I'm a big fan of Devo. Do you like Devo? I love Devo. To talk yeah, about more. Great. Well, specifically, I like their first album and I love it. And I've listened to it like loads and loads of times over and over again. And uh, I finally like decided to listen to the rest of their albums and I was super disappointed. I thought that the rest of them just did not sound nearly as good. They didn't have the same energy. I mean, like Whip It's good, but I don't know. I feel like the rest of it, I don't know if it's because they, maybe the drummer recorded to a click or something like that, or like, I don't know, he has this like perfect, like drum machine type energy that, I don't know. It was just like uh, I don't know how to explain it. Do you know what I mean? Do you know? Uh, do, you, do, 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 do you feel? Uh, do you feel what I'm saying as a Devo? Yeah, fan? I'm just trying to remember any of their albums other than the first one, which I listen to a lot, and I definitely listen to the others, but I can't remember any of them. Exactly. It, see, so then you know exactly what I'm talking about. I guess yeah. it's just it's just quite forgettable. It made me really upset because the first album is gold. If you haven't listened to. Brilliant. Devo's first album, which is called Q Are We Not Men A We Are Devo. It is is absolute gold. It is absolute gold. Um it is and it is mega punky and um some really genius songwriting, especially in like Shrivel Up, which has these like really cool uh like guitar and synth descending chromatic lines and stuff and it's just it's really dramatic but it's also just punk rock as hell and they fuse it with like rockabilly stuff oh they're just so unique they're a great band i love i love devo so i was disappointed that i thought there was like five albums worth of great stuff that they had and actually it wasn't it was just one (laughs) yeah when i said i love devo i was imagining it i'd listen to more than first time but apparently not Uh, but you know first album's very good so i still love them it's infinitely re-listenable yeah it would be a desert island disc i think for me have you listened to um television much no who's television Ooh. okay Ooh. check out television moonlight moon moonlight oh what's it called moonlight oh, bastard moonlight. moonlight bastard by television no no it's moon <laughs> something moon some shit oh, fuck. that's just television Fucking the thing, Wikipedia. Band. <laughs> Hello. Yes. Matthew. Help. Help. Marquee can someone, can someone unplug Matthew and plug him back in again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Marquee Moon. A bit. Marquee Moon. Yeah. Okay. Prepare yourself for some excellent um, new wave songwriting and really cool guitar player as well. Um, Tom Verlaine. Very cool. All right. I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually super juiced. Yeah, it's it's good. It's very, very, you know, very poppy, very new wave. But yeah, really nice. Great riffs, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, okay, quite yeah. unique. Uh, kind of, yeah. Cool stuff. Definitely similar to Devo, yeah. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, I need that then. I need that. I can do with some, some good new wave. Um. I did listen to some other punk though. I, I like uh, I put on Dead Kennedys a bit because oh yeah, 
a classic. I guess I, I guess I also have some sort of rockabilly itch that I needed to scratch. Because <laughs> um, they dip into that as well. They also have, like, I guess, like, the guitar players, they must use, like, the same delay unit or something, I think. Because I have this pedal that makes my guitar sound like an Echoplex. It's the EP Booster from Exotic USA, which is this amazing pedal that basically emulates the um, like preamp of an Echoplex. Mm. And it's, it's basically a sound goodizer for your guitar. I put it at the end of my, my <laughs> at the end of my thing after the delay, but before the amp. Nice. And um, it just makes everything sound better. I have it at like uh, two o'clock, half past one. And uh, yeah, the delay runs into it and it makes it sound sick. It makes the just guitar sound amazing. And to me, to my ears, it sounds a lot like their kind of delay sound on songs like Police Truck by the Dead Kennedys and yeah, like Shrivel Up and stuff by Devo. And which are awesome tunes, uh, which you should absolutely listen to. Police Truck, especially, is very, very, very good. Although I should give you a content warning. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, there's, there's, there's some gear blabbing, and some, uh, some, some music chatting. All right, so uh, let's talk about the uh, the the fucking noise that we made. <clears throat> yes. Oh, we missed practice chat. Are we doing that or not? Oh, fuck me. Yeah, we did. All right. So, okay, I'm a little bit embarrassed about this because I, I basically didn't practice what I said I was going to at uh, all. So I'm going to pass the baton to you. Did you actually even make any commitments? I don't remember. Uh, I think last time I was working on my sequencing with my synthesizer, um, which, I mean, I've been, oh, yeah. I've been, uh, I've been moving this month, um, so... A fair bit of my practicing has been practicing how to reset up all my gear and stuff. Which is, <laughs> to be honest, I fucking love cable management and I love taking a studio down and putting it back together. Like I, I live for that. I don't know why, but I fucking love it. I like making the perfect uh, like system in which for me to make the great music. Maybe even more than making the music. <laughs> but you know, yeah, maybe I should just get into studio design. I don't know. Um. Then I might have to be like... Well, I guess, like, it's important to find joy in all the aspects. Yeah, if, I mean... You know, of, yeah. of what you do. I, um, I I love gear and I love hooking it all up together and getting it all to talk to one another. So I guess we're practicing that. And I've also uh, ordered a shitload of um, components for jack cables and soldering stuff because... I'm, oh hell yeah. yeah! Oh man, are we gonna be soldering buddies? Yes, yes we are. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to make all kinds of stupid shit. Yeah, I really yeah. want to make a. I want to make a VCF. I want to make a voltage controlled filter. That Sick. would make me very happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that is very much my plan as and, well. And an LFO, I guess. I guess yeah. that would be the start <laughs> of. Yeah. Um. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, fat, 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 fat. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, my uh, plan is I love to, uh, soldering things. I'm very sad I can't do it now I'm in this hotel. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to get a... What's uh, your plan, mate? What's your plan? My plan is uh, I've got, I'm, I'm, I'm making 12 jack cables. Um, and then I'm going to move on to MIDI and XLR. And then I'm 
what's and then I'm gonna make some guitar pedals. Then I'm gonna make some. You're gonna make some guitar pedals, like from kits, or yeah, from kits, your... from kits, yeah. And then I'm gonna make some preamps and EQs, little lunchbox ones, and see where we go from there. And I've, I've I've got some synth repair stuff to do as well. Uh, my um, one of my I think my the G two on my Ensonic ESQ has gone dead, so I'm gonna have to fix that at some point. Um, I've done some fixing on that one before though, so I'm not too worried about it. And I've also got to fix a noise chip in a drum machine that I've had for ages. Um, but I don't know how to do that. I might have to get parts and I don't know how, oh. what, how, what. Yeah. You have to fix the chip. I don't know if you'll be uh, Yeah, I think I'm that. just going to have to get a replacement board. You could replace the chip, certainly. Or yeah, the board even. That yeah. would be even better. Yeah, I need to get in um, touch with Arturia. I've been meaning to get in touch with Arturia for about two years now, so never mind. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I've got I've got a fucked um, Digitech pedal board thing that I really yeah. need to get in touch with the the buggers about. But yeah, God, bloody COVID. You know, you feel you feel you feel horrible. You bothering people with crap like that. <laughs> like, hey, can you fix my guitar pedal? Uh, <laughs> Like I mean, just you this, know, people need to work. You feel like think, an idiot. You know. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know if I would even be paying them to do that. Well, I would like to, I guess. I would offer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I love soldering. I can't wait to do it again once I, once I get out of this, yeah, this yeah. box. And uh, I can... Uh, I'm, I, my plan is to make... Uh, a diddly bow for my father-in-law. Sick. I don't know if I've told you that. No, no. Um, I've 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 drawn up the schematic. Uh, I looked into a way that you can make a serviceable tuning peg with. Um, I need to look at my drawing. Hold on, I have it right here. It's like uh, it'd be impossible to describe it. Basically, all you need is a small metal plate with two holes in it for screws. <laughs> a kind of long screw and a wing nut and uh, a loop uh, headed screw and you can basically make a machine head uh, that, that you can tune a guitar with uh, that sh- should hold tuning mm. um, yeah <laughs> and uh, the plan is uh, I was wondering for a while how because I wanted to make it electric and I wanted to put one of those little tiny um, Vox amps, you know, the like little ones that are just basically like a jack cable attached to a little speaker mm, yeah. uh, kind of thing and just s- stick that on the side. But I wasn't sure how I was going to house the electronics. And I've decided that I'm going to use uh, a spam can, that that's the perfect size. Uh, I was thinking about it for a while. I had some an Altoid tin, but it was tiny, and I was like, mm, "I don't think that's gonna work. I don't think I can even put uh, like a jack, <laughs> like a, a quarter inch jack in that." But spam can. Uh, right. I was eating some spam, and I was like, "Hmm, I've got an idea. I think this is the perfect thing." So yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna use. A, I don't know if I'm gonna use a shitty old pickup or if I'm gonna use one that I accidentally bought when I. Bought my good pickups, <laughs> <laughs> but I've got a lump of wood <laughs> to make a diddly bow. A diddly bow is a one-string guitar that you kind of play with slide. Mm, mm. Uh, yeah. 
Sick. It's gonna be good. It's good. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah. I just, fun stuff. Fun yeah. stuff. Yeah. I was yeah. gonna do practice uh some solfage as well. That was my plan. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, I haven't done it that much. I've I've probably done it less than I did before I made the commitment to practice it and sort of record that I was committing to practicing it on the podcast. So <laughs> That's not very good, but um, I don't really have any excuses. It's just been a tough month at work. Um, yeah, basically, yeah. I've had to work way more <laughs> than I normally have to for the last year. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's, it, it, it's like they yeah, want me to work for forty hours for my forty hour a week job. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> yeah, it yeah it happens. It's been a bit of a mad month for me as well. Yeah, tough one. Just just one emotional breakdown. Oh no, maybe two emotional breakdowns for me this month. How no. Um. Oh yeah, at least one. At least one. At least one. Maybe one and a half. But yeah, it's 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 okay. I've moved now, and that's good. Cause Word. Yeah, I mean, not that where I was was bad. I was living at my parents' house with my mum. Which was really nice, but yeah, time to move on and just just moving. Fucking stressful. Like literally, like last weekend when we moved in, like I just I, was, <laughs> I think on the Sunday I was just sort of just like sweating and walking through all the rooms, going, "Oh my god, there's so much to fucking do. Oh my god, there's so much to fucking do. I just want to be able to relax." And uh, then I was like, <laughs> hmm, "This is interesting. If I do some of it, maybe I'll feel better." And like, yeah, it's just classic. And then this, this, this morning I was like this, the same thing. I sort of like, I, I basically crashed Friday afternoon after like just caning it with work this week, which I was quite happy with. I sort of woke up and was basically woke up and my brain greeted me. What the fuck are you going to do today then? And, uh, I was left to answer that for a good few hours this morning. Um, and, uh, I decided that I was going to relax. <laughs> Nice. Which which worked out quite well. Nice. I mean, and then I started making some drum and bass, which is an interesting way for someone to relax. But yeah, it was good. Had a quite successful day so far, so I'm pleased with that. I saw yeah. there was a study recently which said that techno is the genre least likely to relieve anxiety, which I can <laughs> fuck really off, mate. believe. I don't know, man. <laughs> you don't believe you don't believe it. Mm-mm. I do not agree with that. I know a lot really? of really. Yeah, I know a lot of people who um, are massive techno heads and, uh, you know, do uh, amphetamines on a daily basis to deal with their ADHD. And uh, they definitely use techno to get rid of their anxiety. <laughs> it seems to work for them. <laughs> it wouldn't work for me, but, you know, yeah. There's, I can I can understand why someone who does not love techno finds listening to techno quite an anxious thing. But, um, yeah, I... I mean, I like listening to techno and drum and bass. I, it, it helps me relax and focus in on one thing. Because I guess, I mean, I find I need something to kind of occupy my brain so I can focus on something. That's why I need to listen to like podcasts or YouTube channels often when I'm working or trying to, you know, read or play, especially playing a game. Like I found that if I was on the bus, if I either listen to a podcast or play a game, on their own, then I'll get distracted and start thinking about something else or doing something else. But if I do both together, I can follow the podcast and play the game better than if I did them separately. Hmm. 
I probably used to be like that when I was younger, mm. but I don't know. I don't know about now so much. But I do like intense music. But I find drum and bass to be much more relaxing than techno, even though drum and bass is much faster yeah. and mm. often more intense, especially in the kind of more breakcore side mm. of yeah. things. I, uh, well, actually, I've been, actually, I've been listening to a lot of techno because I uh, started working out a bit last month to deal with stress Ooh. and just be healthy. And uh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> loser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, massively loser, but still. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, check it out. This guy wants to live. <laughs> loser. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I, 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 stopped, nice. I stopped for the moving week because uh, I realized that um, I spent most of the week in either unable to walk or un- unable to lift things. So it was like, I need to do both of those things if I'm going to be moving 20 boxes up and down stairs. So, yeah, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've done it before. Like lifting weights is, a, is, is a, it's great fun, but it will destroy you for like most mm. of the week. So like... Arguably, yeah, you can't do it every day. Happy, yeah, is there a happy medium? Probably, I don't know. I don't know. I tend to go, <laughs> go hard and fast, and then stop. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, <laughs> multiple segues. Hi. No, no, it was. I mean, no, technically that was on the right topic. That was the the drum and bass. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that was our brief was just to make some drum and bass. And our plan was to just make random mm. things unrelated. You went for more of a jazz sort of classic 90s yeah, drum and bass, jungle. I would say. Yeah. yeah. And mine was more, uh, yeah, I guess like just like sort of trashy wannabe breakcore. Kind of, but yeah, I don't know. And then we found that it was actually quite hard to stick it together because Uh life was happening. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we we went hard and fast to start and then just Mm. ran out of puff (laughs) very quickly. Yeah, no, for sure. And I kind of, it's funny because I've been going, I've been going both ways with this, right? Because at first I wanted to start whittling down how often we did this. So mm. that it would be like maybe every three weeks, every two weeks, perhaps. Mm. But and then I also thought with this drum and bass thing, it might even have been easier if we had just decided to make an EP and <laughs> made two more tracks <laughs> each. Because I think yeah. we probably both had the time to do that. But just like going through the kind of work of sticking them together, which I guess was like, yeah, the idea in a way, um, yeah, just made it a lot more of a headache than than Mm. we wanted to deal with but at the same time i kind of want to make it so that i guess like the idea of the whole challenge is that it is quite loose and that you can take your time and if you have a shitty month you can probably find one week end out of the month and also the first of the month is very easy to remember we haven't actually discussed this so i'm just like dropping all this on matt right now um so if he disagrees um tough tea (laughs) no no (laughs) agreed that's my generally my thoughts as well Fucking sound. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, nice. So, uh, yeah, should we should we listen to this uh, track, which you kind of very quickly stuck together? Yeah, this, quickest uh, this morning. dirtiest mash together I've ever done. But, uh, you know, it's quick and dirty, so there we go. All right. All right, that's what she said. All right. 
thoughts what are your thoughts how much do you like that um <laughs> i i kind of like heavily dig it there are there are there are definitely things that i i think uh i could have mixed better <laughs> but uh I, yeah oh, it's definitely uh, a fucking vibe and uh oh yeah, yeah. i think vibes are cheap. S- sound sound wise a lot of it is really on point <laughs> which was <laughs> kind of my my mission statement 
for myself. I like how you made the the mix quite bass heavy. I think that was like yeah, yeah. super genre appropriate. I thought yeah. that because you just added the uh, just make some fucking noise, you cunts part. <laughs> And like those vocal intros, you just did that this morning, and it's uh, yeah. it's gold. It's I know. Very good. It's just it's very, very, very it's, funny. It's so funny, but it it literally yep. it is it is a direct rip off of that um, Pawn Kings. So there's a there's a there's a there's a vinyl LP. What's it called? Hang on, I can't look on the Discord again. It's it's called Pawn Kings versus DJ DJ Supreme up to the world style. Um, yeah, both sides is the same track. <laughs> you know that and I just, the, you know that those are two of the best bands because on the front of the cover it says that they are two of the best bands. It says two of the biggest <laughs> bands, and at the top, oh, it two says, of the biggest bands. Oh, so the ultimate the challenge. Me. Yeah, I mean the whole thing is a fucking hilarious, and yeah, the 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 intro is exactly the same, just slight pitched up, two semitones, time stretched, just just saying exactly what it says on the vinyl. Paul Kings versus DJ Supreme, up to the world style. Two of the biggest bands. Nice. Right. Nice. And it's just that. Nice. And they even have, I, if you, you, I don't know if you've seen um, People Just Do Nothing, but they even have mm-hmm. the midpoint reload. Right. Literally have it. Oh. Have you seen People Just Do Nothing, the TV I've program? seen some of it, but I haven't seen the whole show, so no, oh, I don't okay. actually know what you're talking about. Okay, well, yeah, <laughs> they 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 do they do a single, and they've only written half of it, so they just go, well, let's just rewind it and just do it again. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Garage, isn't it? That's just that's how you so you write songs. Well, yeah. That's, that's... <laughs> what, missing something? <laughs> <laughs> that way, that way is that way is longer, isn't it? You longer it. Yeah, you longer it by doing it by doing it double. <laughs> yeah, Just, you know, trick yeah. No, I, I, I liked. Yeah, no, I definitely. I liked the way you mixed it. I liked the. Um, I liked. I liked your whole track. I liked. I liked the. Um, the little like rolly snare bits. So it'd be like yeah. into the, yeah. into the new bar. That was a nice, nice wee touch. Yeah. I liked the the chord choices. Um. I've, I've, Forgotten what they were again. It's just like C and D minor elevens or something. Uh, like that. Yeah, minor 11s I've got it somewhere. Which are you know the best chords? Yeah, C minor eleventh, E flat minor seventh, F minor seventh, and then the B section is just fuck the sevenths, all elevenths. <laughs> yeah, C minor eleventh, E flat minor eleventh, F minor eleventh. I basically like googled how to do rave chords, and it was like chord memory. Just do that, and then. You know, <laughs> and just move them to yeah. r- random places. So yeah. that's basically the Nirvana thing. Uh, mm-hmm. what, yeah. what we were talking about in yeah. in in a small nutshell, you know. And yeah. that actually, you know, there's different versions of that which come up in different parts of music. I remember once we had a lecturer called Jim Williams, who is a very good guitar player and is also a film composer. He's made mm. music for at least one movie I've seen, but I know he's done others. Um. And he told me how to do Danny Elfman music is you just sort of do minor chords, random minor chords up and down the scale, up and down the place. Just go. <laughs> and just do that and just move those minor chords around. And yeah, yeah. sounds basically like Danny Elfman. Um, 
I, I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like because I'm a big, I'm actually a big advocate of music theory. I, I've learned a lot of it. Mm. I like knowing it. I like to expand my knowledge of it. But I am doing random stuff, just following your gut really is like much better <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> or you just, you know, you do that first and then afterwards work out how to reuse yeah. it and repackage it and, and, and stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I would say yeah, for sure. Music theory is for writing your B section. Oh. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Do it by ear, do it by Um, feel. And when you inevitably get stuck and think, I can't do anything as good as that thing that I've just done, do theory and cheat. It's fine. Nice. Nice. Um, Of course, you know, I'm I'm, I'm saying that with kind of good theory knowledge, but a lot of holes. So, you know. I, I mean, no one ever knows as much as they want to. I mean, yeah. like knowing theory is almost like, like how fast can you think it through? Sometimes I think is what yeah. people think. Like, as the concepts themselves are simple, but like, how well do you have them mapped out in your brain? That and yeah, the thing yeah. that sucks is like when two people can talk about very simple theory concepts, but just use such different words for different things. That um, yeah. It can just completely be unintelligible to each other, which completely ruins the whole point. <laughs> yeah. Because the whole point, point of it is to communicate these things. Yeah. Yeah. That is a very good point. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, theory is a way to wire your brain in a way that people have figured out is the most efficient. Yeah. Does that make any sense? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Move past it. I don't Probably know. Probably nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> So um, yeah, I liked your the baseline. I liked the um, the fretless from, oh, yeah, from yeah. last the, time. Uh, Got the, some. Uh, I just want to be square pusher. Please, can I be square pusher? Please, 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 can I be square pusher? Yeah, that was that. <laughs> I, I I played it half that speed. I wouldn't have said it's a super square pushery sounding song, although there was a lot of bass. Yeah, I mean the bass was, but no, it wasn't like the most square pushery track. It was more just yeah, just. Me listening to jungle mixes on YouTube and that that one video that I sent of that guy who did a, I mean a lot of, yeah a lot of the inspo was from oh, what was that what's that guy's name? It's a sound on sound video, jungle production with this guy who runs a jungle Pete Cannon that's his name retro jungle production with Pete Cannon. What twenty five minute long YouTube video. That's that's mm-hmm. where I learned most of what I did, and then I downloaded a bunch of um, pirate copies of now discontinued um, drum and bass and hip hop mixes that didn't have the uh, copyright <laughs> <laughs> written off from at the time when they were released, and definitely fucking don't now. Uh, and then put them all through Akizer, and then put them in my drum machine, and fucking yeah, that was yeah, that was the f- the first week was just cutting up and stretching things in Akiza. And then the second week was me putting me in my drum machine and then just laughing with glee as it actually worked. And <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> but I can, never, awesome. I can never release them because they're all fucking illegal. So never mind. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I um, almost definitely used some illegal thing to make mine <laughs> um, because the the 
the kind of most like drum and bassy drums in the oh yeah we never actually said this out loud that matt made the first section track of that and i made the second one if that wasn't obvious from how we were oh, talking right, yeah, yeah. and uh <laughs> and uh they kind of like all the drums in the background is just like a big old pile of cut-ups mm. that i found from a folder that i downloaded at some point that i don't remember downloading <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is just called hold on let me here we go drum and bass the classic breaks and then it is the name of whatever i downloaded volume one and two and then uh, <laughs> within there, there's just cut up folders, which had literally about 100 files of things. So I just copied all of, as many of those as I could without crashing my computer into yeah. the one uh, Ableton drum rack sampler. And uh, just messed about with that until I had something that was kind of like cool and different because I didn't want to do your standard boom, boom, ga, boom, ga, boom, ga, because... I don't know. You can get that. You can get that anywhere. <laughs> uh, Just want to do something different. Uh, so it's like yeah. a weirder rhythm. Uh, and it's cool. I like that rhythm. It's already, yeah, especially that sort of like that little kind of cut-ups kind of track you have. That's really cool. And I uh, had fun putting that through the uh, uh, the sampler emulator yes. thing that I had. Yeah. Because I, 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 I've been oh. using Akai's and I also I, I actually bought Samplex, which is um, basically the best emulator for the old Akai samplers and other samplers. So it's got a, it's got a, a bit rate, a sample rate, a pitch shift, a drive and a width. And then it's also got a low pass, high pass on it. And it's, oh. uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And you can get a trial version as is well. Is that like Mimic also the sort of, sound of the hardware itself or yeah, is it yeah. just those yeah yeah it's, it's also got like so a, it's it's not a time stretcher it's not something you can stretch with it's just uh it's um it's like you know uh, a multi-effects plugin that models that old hardware as much or as little as you want um, it's pretty cool yeah it's pretty cool and then the thing that i used for all the time stretching was akaiser which is a not a vst it's a separate program that just emulates what the old uh, Akai S series um, samplers did, uh, and you think you, you can you can do time stretching in like modern in I, I would have thought all modern DAWs, and you can still get that kind of artifacting, but it does sound different because yeah. I tried because there's uh, Reaper's really versatile with that kind of thing. You can like choose which time stretching and pitching algorithm you use. So I messed around with them a bit, mm -hmm. but they just sound less musical to me but it might just be a familiarity thing hmm that's interesting mm. hmm. i mean i did mess about with that kaiser some mm. and i didn't like love it i think like i decided that it, it was kind of cool but i didn't want to use it on anything that i was putting on the track necessarily mm. yeah um and partially that was because I guess like maybe the cut-ups had already been put up through something like that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> um, quite possibly. Yeah. Because, yeah, they, they had a very... I didn't really notice it because sometimes when you're in a mix, you, you kind of stop noticing things uh, stupidly. And I tried to kind of make this tune quite quickly. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess I didn't notice that it had this sort of low-pass kind of feel to it. Um, which came out all right, I guess, in the end with the your kind of bass heavy mix, though. I think it yeah, kind of I mean, is is also in tune with the genre, which is very low fi 
uh, and quite, I don't know, it's like an attempt to make virtuosic <laughs> drum music almost, <laughs> but with like the most uh, odd tools, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you the trick to my trick to my mix, which was literally what I did was uh, I put I put all of your drum things in a drum bus, all the bass things in a bass bus, the choir and the backpipe in a pads bus, and the vocals in a vocal bus, and then I just copied the effects racks from my ones onto your ones and then did a bit of tweaking but not much <laughs> mm. and uh, so it'd yeah. be like consistent yeah it was, went pretty well i listened back and i was like yeah, yeah no that's good done no <laughs> they fit on that mix that mix yeah. level yeah and uh although this actually, is the thing like when sorry. if you're if you're learning no sorry but like uh, sorry i just want to put this out there yeah, because yeah. this is something i wish that i'd heard more uh, if you're like learning to mix and learn to master and stuff, what you think will happen when you put the limiter on the master bus is it is actually what will happen if you put if you start using bus compression and you start putting your your bass and your drums mm -hmm. through a compressor by itself and then your other parts through and your white parts through their own compressor and stuff. That's that's when it gets juicy. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's when the good shit happens. It's when you can uh, hear everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 when it, that's when you're really cooking. Sorry, yeah. I mean to cut you off there. Uh oh, what was I gonna say? Oh God. Um. Ah, oh, uh, we're hopeless. So anyway, yeah, I, and I got stuck <laughs> multiple times because <laughs> it was an intense track. I wasn't sure what to put in. I liked my ball bag hook. I think uh, that that yeah, was, a, was a good choice. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> just oh, oh, being oh, I remember the, uh, what I was going to say. Um, oh, so go it, on then. It was that quadroverb. The The reason it's a bass heavy mix was because I put everything through the quadroverb, but I didn't EQ it <laughs> before it went in. <laughs> and oh, I was like, so the bass oh, is going through yeah, the reverb. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, I didn't EQ it. Oh, well, I'll just play it to find it to find out. And I was listening to my, my track and the, the, there's those there's that boom, boom, boom bass drum hit in mm -hmm. the, um, in, the, uh, in the drum, in the drum kit. And it was suddenly just like, I was like, wow, that's, uh, that's, that's rather fat. That's interesting. What's, what's going on there? <laughs> what, have, what have I done? I was like, oh, it's just reverberating in its own juices. Great. I'm just going to, yeah. I went for, if it sounds good, it is good and didn't change a fucking thing. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Happy accidents, as yeah. Bob Ross would say. But yeah, just you know, any any anyone who enjoys playing with synthesizers, do yourself a favor and buy an Elise's Quadroverb or a Microverb, a Midiverb, as they're a little bit cheaper. But honestly, you can get one for about a hundred quid, hundred dollars, and it just goes in everything. It's just <laughs> if you're playing synths, just just put that on it and thank me later. Also, it'll save your CPU as well because it's outboard. Which you know for reverb oh, is kind of a kind of a big yeah no um you know if you if you if you're doing a if you're just having a little ninety six k synth jam and uh, you want to save a bit of CPU whack on an outboard reverb and yeah Alessis eighties oh. reverbs they kind of sound horrible but if you you know tweak them right treat them good then you can get some really nice. 
I mean, I basically just use the one really washy setting. It's got a pitch, like a chorus and a delay on it, but I don't use that very much. Mm. But yeah, that's it's a bit of kit, that. Yeah, I don't really have anything outboard <laughs> to, <laughs> to speak of. So from, I guess I've got a reverb in my amplifier. <laughs> um, yeah, like, back. Like, is, it a, is it a spring? No, it's a digital. Ah, okay. So... So it's probably not amazing. I haven't recorded with it yet, um, but yeah, it's probably it's probably not much to to write home about. Uh, so yeah, I I find my track quite hard to finish in the end, uh, which is why it kind of just stops. Um, <laughs> I'm just laying out how it is. There, there yeah, no, you can take or leave same, it. Same. Uh, that's, <laughs> This, <laughs> that's definitely a wish uh, for two stars in the wish. Do, what, what, what's your stars? Um, so as well, your stars? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm really happy with how drums came out. Um, yeah, I, I set out what I wanted them to sound like, and uh, that's what the end product was. And I was like, oh, great, that's wicked. Uh, another star, uh, I, square pressure bass. I really like that. Um and I wish, uh, I wish I'd um, not been scared that I was going to ruin it and mix it a bit better. Because <laughs> that's what happens, basically. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I think my stars... I like my hooks. Mm. I think I came up with like something that was kind of catchy and memorable. Yeah. And I like just, yeah, generally the drums and stuff. I wish it was mixed better. And yeah, I wish it ended better. Mm. I suppose. I also wish that... I, uh, I know it's only supposed to be one wish, but here we go. Yeah. Uh, I wish that <laughs> earlier on, I because it was only kind of at the last minute, we are like, oh, fuck it, let's just slap the tracks together. And uh, yeah, you know, screw it. Yeah. <laughs> because we kind of ran out of time. But... Um, I, I wish that we had just done that earlier and it hadn't been because of the clock. I wish that we had just done it because that was the thing to do. Well, I mean... And that was what we had said we were going to do. I think that's... And not being so afraid. The, Is that stupid? No, I, I think it's all of the nature of everything, process. isn't it? You know, the fact that we had the deadline made us mm. do it. And if we exactly, yeah. exactly. So yeah. you got... You replace the fear of failure with the fear of the other failure. Mm -hmm. And it's again, it's the same thing again. I was like having a great time the last you know, two hours of just whacking it together. I was like, yeah, this is going to be sick. We're whacking it together. I was like, if I'd done this like a week earlier, then I would have had a whole week to kind of also add stuff and feed off this energy. But then I also wouldn't <laughs> have had that energy because I wouldn't have thought, it's all right, I only have two hours to do it. So yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> Funny stuff. Um, when, Just wouldn't have been stressing about yeah. it. <laughs> Um, I do really like how Basically. that uh, 303 came out. Like I just recorded that like literally 10 minutes before we started chatting. And I was like, oh, wow, well, that sounds really good. Yeah. So I recorded it again and just double tracked it. Oh, nice. It's stanky. Yeah. It's, I, I would have, um, I would have rode the, the, the contour, the filter or whatever it was, the, the frequency, get a bit of a, uh, Get a bit of life out of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, but, I sort of, yeah, I sort of busked what I could, but uh, yeah, it's uh, 
I, I guess most most of what I've used that three three four is for quite you know fast. I, all that, I, that was quite a kind of a sparse three oh three arrangement. So it was a bit of a, oh yeah, it's cool. It worked well. Oh, that's interesting. Because, um, well, maybe we should find some sort of way to apply it. Because I've always wanted to see how it would work if used as more of a just a nice, gentle bass synth. I guess mm. like how it was actually intended to be used, rather than how it accidentally became iconic. Yeah, I mean, um, because the- it's not. There's a musician called Silob. I remember mm. um, some we know, our friend Nathan was really into, and he made this music that had a 303 that was just like, do, 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 and it was just really nice. And I was wondering why more people didn't do that. Also, Aphex One kind of does that in the, what's it called? Uh, what's that fucking big one? Ambient works one. It is, yeah. yeah, I can't remember what it's called. Oh. Anyway. Is that a three or three? Uh, yeah, the bass is a three or three. Like that, yeah, yeah, it's really yeah, that's it. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it's a three or three. And yeah, I wish that I don't know, it got utilized more for that sort of because it's a nice warm sound, but it's also quite deep. Mm, yeah. So I feel like because and initially the three three was supposed to replace bass guitars, but it didn't because people thought it was shit. I don't. That, which understand is actually what they were fucking thinking when they did that. It was like it was like a Reach a bass for the stars. <laughs> bass guitar practice box for guitarist, like so you could have a bass back. And the way that you program it, because like I got it's the Behringer three hundred three, and I got it to kind of like just. I was interested in how the programming works. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a, it's fine. I can do it, but it's, it's not the most intuitive. Um, and it's just, I don't know, but then to be honest, there's loads of little things like little kind of guitar, guitar is periphery things. And you're like, what, what the fuck is this? Like, I might as well just learn how to use a DAW. Like, <laughs> I don't know. There was a, there's a, there's a lot of little like, <laughs> Workstation-y, recordy. Those were far thing. away. Yeah, yeah. Well, back then, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I had a little like Boss four-track mini recorder thing for guitar. Thing was mental. I had no idea what mm-hmm. I was doing, but that was before I learned what playing and time was. So you know, to be fair, <laughs> literally didn't know what. I I just thought I just thought music was riff one and riff two. <laughs> oh my god yeah. i've been thinking about that so much lately because i was listening to nirvana yeah. and sometimes that is what it is yeah. and it's like yeah for sure like why 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 i don't know why i can't write like that more mm. now like why yeah. is that a problem for me what happened to riff one riff two some of the greatest pieces of music the catchiest most iconic uh funky town is a really good example <laughs> And then after that, it just like the whole band just like turns on a dime and it goes down and out. Won't you take me to down? It just completely changes. You should listen to it. It turns on a dime. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for sure. Riff one, riff two is the way to go. Yeah, three or three fun. Three or three fun. Yeah, I do want to try that Behringer knockoff. 
one. It's uh, and see if it's, it's gotten cheaper see. since I bought it. So, you know, you know, it's everywhere now. How are we um, how are we working out next one? Right. So to work out how we're going to do the big grand reveal on live here on let just make some fucking noise you cunts um would have required me to have done <laughs> some some planning ahead of time uh, which i absolutely meant to do uh and and completely forgot what i was going to do was get everything in a list uh because we've been submitting briefs to each other and uh if you're listening you want to send us some briefs some ideas for for tunes to do uh, the concept is this: you you send we 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 take a random idea for a limitation or a jumping off point for a piece of music, and uh, we we use that to make a track by the first of the next month, and uh, we got a bunch, but why? Well, yeah, I was going to then just use number them in a list and use a random number generator, and uh, do that, but I. I didn't do that, and now I'm looking in Discord on my phone. For some reason, it only lets me see the last three pinned messages. Oh, I can see all of them in our briefs channel. Okay, well then, can you maybe uh, number them? Yeah, I'll, I'll and then randomly number all them. All right, I'm gonna orange it. I mean, we could just do an orange random number, random num number generator. Just make it work, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have complete faith in all you. All right, I'm gonna count how many there are. One, two. Um, You're not very good at counting. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to work out what is four, five. Twenty-seven. All right. Twenty-seven. Ready. Oh god, I'm actually really terrified. It's number eight, so that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, it is MIDI guitar shootout. Collab in backing track, right solo oh. separately, no rules except you can't actually play a guitar. Okay, so we have to make So we have to make a backing track. For on which the we both trade solos mm -hmm. using a MIDI uh control like a, a guitar sound font or a guitar VST, yeah. basically. Yeah, and it can be as shit a guitar sound as you like. Okay, oh, okay, okay, yeah, like doesn't have to sound okay. like a good guitar, like MIDI guitar, yeah. Well, then, in what sense is it a guitar and what makes it a, shout a shootout? Then I ask because uh, I feel like if it's a shootout, then there should be some sort of competitive element, uh, like who can have the most shreddiest or something. I mean, <laughs> uh, it was more just there's 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 two guitar solos. All right, all right, that'll do then. And that'll do. I was. Yeah. All right, do you want? Huh? All right, yeah. that'll that'll work. How should we do the backing track then? Uh, I mean. What do you want to do? You want to do? I guess we want a somewhat interesting chord sequence. I'm guessing. Well, uh -huh. where do, what genre-wise? What do we do? I mean, I I I love uh, whenever I'm playing to a backing track. I always go for fusion or jazz fusion or 
jazz or fusion. Oh, really? Yeah. Judging <laughs> <laughs> um, by the disdain in your I was voice, thinking, I'm guessing you do not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not tend to. I was thinking, um, I was thinking something kind of like cheesy, epic, perhaps right, like yeah. the comfortably numb. Yeah, words I mean, for, you know, I comfortably mean, numb is effectively dun, jazz fusion dun, anyway. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it, ugh, I I'm not unpacking that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, sure, why not? You can have that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Because I refuse. All right. Well, yeah, we can do all that back and forth. I was going. Th- I was also going to think some sort of like hilarious blues, like Ooh. something that would be effectively like blues, but just really um, offensive to anybody who likes blues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> an eleven, an eleven not. bar, eleven bar blues. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Let's. Uh, yeah. Over the next week, let's shoot back ideas for backing track, and you know figure something out just find some nice. not, find, yeah I guess uh, work out some nice chord sequences that we could solo over and then yeah the main thing is it's like it doesn't really matter what the MIDI guitar itself sounds like you just have to um, program it in MIDI you can't play a guitar to work it out you have to you can play a keyboard presumably I mean I don't even have one so I don't know why I said that but um... yeah I mean okay I won't use a keyboard either then Okay, no, 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 you can use a keyboard if you want. I just wanted to know if that was like within the realms or if I used the this the sort of the the sequencer buttons of this drum machine I have <laughs> work as a sort of keyboard. So I could use that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean potentially. Yeah. So all right. Yeah, I don't see why you couldn't do that. All right, sounds good. Sounds good. So then should we like put out the backing track early? Uh <laughs> or should people um, I guess it doesn't matter because no one's listening. So, okay, make your own backing track, whoever you are. Yeah. Or you can download one. That's cool. But just do the guitar solo with a mini guitar yeah. of some kind. That's fair. That seems fair. Yeah, that seems fair. I mean, have we put the last one up yet? Have you? Well, the last song? The last um, podcast. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's up lots of places. Oh. I swear I sent you links. Okay. Maybe you did. <laughs> Sorry. Oh well. Yeah. Oh I mean, dear. You know, it's it's been it's been a long week. Sure. <laughs> Even if it's not as <laughs> Oh no, yeah, you, of course you did. Oh sorry. Yeah. Right. Um <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. Nice one. In- an interesting choice uh, of uh brief by me. Um let's mm-hmm. see how we do. <laughs> uh, I can yeah, I can sh- I can show you a track that I did. A, a good while ago now that I was thinking of when I when I picked it. I can find the fucking thing. Um, it's I d- I've done a lot of MIDI guitar solos in my time, um, because I'm someone who likes guitar solos, but I also have spent a lot of time not in a position where I was able to record guitar, so I would just I would just plug it in. I mean, to the into the piano roll. Yeah. And you know we're we're in a time where it's a damn sight easy to get a brilliant guitar sound from you know a VST or a virtual amp than it is from recording an actual thing because you need like a nice room and nice rooms are fucking expensive. <laughs> <sighs> 
yeah it's very uh it's very 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 difficult yeah uh, to get a good guitar sound i mean i know that um they say like oh you can do everything just like with an iphone now and like technically that's true yeah to a point like i'm sure you can get a nice sound out of an iphone yeah, but rig if you're yeah but yeah. i think yeah with 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 a level of expertise at which point you may as well just be using that expertise to make you enough money to get the nice room yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, it sucks. It sucks, and I hate it because I sound almost like an elitist when I say it. But also at the same time, um, I don't know. Yeah, guitar doesn't really often sound that good when it's processed in certain ways, and mm. it, you know, yeah. yeah, just it's true. It is what it is. It's what it is. It is what it is. That's what it is. Like if I sang through Facebook Messenger, it would sound well, possibly better than me singing in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Have a certain character to it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Might have a certain je ne sais quoi. Oui, oui. Uh, <laughs> indeed. All right. There was one thing I wanted to do this at the start of the episode, but uh, I guess like it's now the end of the episode, so now I have to do it now. And this is some corrections. I meant to write them down because actually I thought of a few, so I'm just going to write down the one that I remembered this morning uh. from the last episode. Uh, and you can think of anything that you got wrong, which I'm sure was nothing maybe or loads i couldn't decide oh. what was funnier to say <laughs> <laughs> anyway so well, that the, was my funny. my retraction is that I, I i said describing our track that it wasn't really hip-hop because you don't really get hip-hop in compound time and then i like almost the next day listened to the first kanye west album and he has a song called spaceship which is in 6-8. Uh, so that shut me up. Mm. There you go, mate. There was egg on my face. So, yep, there you go. I, I got done by Kanye. Um, <laughs> that was the rest of us. Yeah, it, do, it, does, it does. It does. I mean, he needs every victory he can get at the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, oh yeah and also Alan Holdsworth was definitely not in Soft Machine because he's not from Kent he's from a, another um, sort of country place in the I, he might actually be from further up north actually he has an interesting accent let's, he had. let's, let's find out where's it coming from Where did if, he if go? we're in retractions and corrections then you might want to like do the correction bit uh, where's he come Bradford nah Born in Bradford. Bradford. Up north. City and metropolitan borough in West Yorkshire. Cool. I didn't actually know it was in Yorkshire. Sounds right. Uh, sometimes it's 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 painfully obvious that I'm from the southeast of England. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Only to people from England, but not that part. Yeah, that's just true. <laughs> and that part, I guess. <laughs> Amazing. All right, yeah, and, and that that was about that. Um, <sighs> until next time, I suppose. Yeah. So yeah, guitar shootout guitar MIDI, MIDI for the first of May. May Day. Two thousand and twenty-one. May Day. May Day. May Day. Oh, <sighs> we could go all prog with it. I've, you know what? I was debating that. Mm -hmm. I was debating some progginess. Mm. Have you ever heard, listened to Ret we almost Return need to like Forever? another random number generator. Return to Forever, no. Um, it's, it was a band with uh, Chick Corea and Aldi Miller in. Um, it's uh, basically Chick Corea's Scientology music. 
Uh, it's the most ridiculous prog in the fucking world, especially the album. Using Scientology. Yeah. And oh wait, it was Santana also because we and when we were talking about Santana yesterday, I remembered he was in something like that. Um. Uh, I mean, I don't know, but it wouldn't. 100%. Everybody was in a cult who yeah. was big in the 70s, you know, <laughs> 70s, 60s, 80s. There's definitely cults here, cults there. Definitely some correlation to be drawn between very technical musicians and, you know, tendency to be in a cult. There's definitely some correlation there, but far be it for me mm. to kind of. I got confused because then Return to Revival got started. Yeah, I sent you Return to Forever. Yeah, it's probably because we're effectively abused by our, you know, need to become better musicians for like no reason, despite the fact that it's completely unnatural. Yeah. Uh, and we get angry at ourselves and call ourselves horrible names in our heads if we don't do it right. Uh, <laughs> Very cheap. Yeah, I can, I can see so that. So we, uh, I reckon we prime ourselves. There you go. There's the link. When I saw the film Midsummer, <laughs> I was like, actually, it seems quite nice. And uh, I watched an explainer recently, and that means that uh, I would. That's because you're white. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely that. And it also uh, it makes me realize, like, yeah, don't want to ever go near any cults. It turns out I'm just desperate to be accepted, even if it means bizarre and cruel religious practices. <laughs> Perhaps even particularly. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a purpose, isn't it? It's a calling. It's something to it's do. It's an hour. It's an hour, isn't it? Yeah, 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 wait, yeah, wait, yeah, wait. All right, this is her. Uh, this has been just make some fucking noise, you cunts. I, I've been Daniel. I've been Matt. And uh, I see you in the first. Yeah, see you in the first. Bye. Bye.